0: You see, people collect all
1: kinds of things.
0: New, old, priceless, worthless. Darling, it doesn't matter what. I simply must know why. Those mothballs shouldn't get to keep all the secrets. This is The Mothball Prophecies. Hello and welcome to The Mothball Prophecies. I'm Samantha Mashburn. And I'm Jill Huffman. And today we're sitting back down with a friend of the pod who has targeted the way to make reselling easy for everybody. She's a dream at what she posts. She finds the best stuff. We are sitting back down with Megan Powell of Goods Resurrected.
2: Hello, friends. I am so excited to be talking with you guys. If you haven't listened to last year's podcast, um, as soon as we got off, I was like, we have to do this again. So I'm <laughs> yes. so excited that we are making this happen.
0: Me too. We always try and find a way to get somebody back. I know <laughs> like, we always are like, wait a minute, is this too soon to ask him to
1: come back? Should we wait another month or two? Like what's the appropriate?
0: I would have been ready
2: the next day. I was so pumped. <laughs> it was just the, and I was um Laura from Thrifters Delight was going through and listening to all of them. And she said exactly what I said after we did it, where she's like, I sit and I'm listening to this and it sounds like I'm having a chat with old friends. And I was like, exactly. That's what their entire show is about. And I love it.
0: Thank wow. you. Thanks, Laura. That's a That's high praise. Oh, so nice. That was, you know, I I had found... Different podcasts, any type of podcast, right? And I always want to feel like I'm in the room with the people talking, like I'm just, you know, goofing. Like on the wall, yeah, yeah, you know. And so I'm so I'm so grateful that people feel that way when they listen to our show. And this episode actually came from we did an Instagram poll of like, what do you want to see on the show? And we had gotten a couple of remarks of people being like, I just want to learn a little bit more about reselling. And it's weird, like the way the universe works things out of us trying to figure out how to get a guest back on and trying to figure out how it fits the show, right? And the the flow of everything. When we heard from, we heard somebody that, and then you had recently just posted about some stuff you were doing. And I was like, Megan, when I reached out and <laughs> we got it set up. So thank you for coming back I'm so again.
2: excited. Thank you for having me again. I'll ask you today again to come back on. I'm sure as soon as we're done.
1: And we'll, we'll be like, <laughs> Okay.
0: All right, let's do it. Let's have it happen. Um, Yeah, we don't have a problem. It's nice because I feel like every person we've ever had on the podcast, we are like internet friends, right? Afterwards. Like, Mm -hmm. I love seeing what you post and the tips that you do and the stuff that you find. Of course, I love the gardening. I mean, and I live vicariously through your longer season than what I have here. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, I don't, do you guys get a lot of snow where you live?
2: We are about to get, we're supposed to get snow today. I'm, I just look like my window is right in front of me. So uh-huh. I just look out there. We're supposed to get snow today. Yeah. We got like a little, it's not like it used to be. It's like everything else, mm-hmm. you know, it used to storm yeah. like crazy here. And now it's like, we get two in January and then we're done for the year. So
1: oh, lucky. I,
2: I know you guys that. get inundated with storm after storm.
0: And it's like, The same thing you were saying. It has been different here, right? The weather when I was a kid was it was like it just seemed like it snowed all the time. And this winter, we got one big snowstorm that lasted for about four days. And we got like 14 inches of snow. And then it has not snowed since. And like almost all of that has melted. The roads are atrocious. But it's kind of like now I'm getting the itch to want to garden and like get out in my greenhouse. Yeah, because
1: it's like nice and sunny out. But then you go Mm -hmm. out and it's like seven degrees. It's like mm. miserable.
0: I have to wait for that, but let's get into what you've been up to for the last blurred year of the pandemic.
2: We were just saying, we don't, I don't know what month it is. It it could be April. We don't know. Yeah. Um, So I really challenge, so I'm still, you know, this is my full-time gig. And when we started, when we were talking, I was like, not as committed as I should have been (laughs) or that I could have been. So the past year has really been me hunkering down has been, you know, it's really hard when you work from home. Mm -hmm. Um, you guys know when you're your own boss, it's really hard to stay motivated. It's hard to, um, you know, when you don't want to do anything like, so, I've really tried to commit myself to I clock in every day when I'm doing something related to the business, I clock out. um, And it's been eye opening to be like, Oh my God, like last week I put in 50 hours, you know, it's like, (laughs) or certain weeks where I'm like, Oh, I'm being really productive and I really haven't done anything, you know? (laughs) So I've just really tried to commit myself, you know, this is my full-time gig. Mm -hmm. This is how I make money and I need to treat it as such instead of like, A hobby, you know? So I have really focused in on that. And I've really, ever since I started doing this and I started sharing, like when I was doing, um, which I want to get back to on Instagram, doing the, um, mistakes were made. I just really connected with the idea of how much I love this business and how much I want to be able to help other people who love it, make money doing it. So Mm -hmm. I have, Two years ago, I got a bug in my butt to take a, um, a course creation class mm-hmm. that was like so ridiculously overpriced and I couldn't believe I paid for it <laughs> um, from Amy Potterfield or Porterfield Potterfield. She's a big IG person and, and a course mm-hmm. creator um, and she's fabulous and it was totally worth the money. But I got total imposter syndrome. I was like, there's other people doing courses. There's other people teaching resellers. Like mm-hmm. I just don't have, you know all that stuff that goes through your head, you know, when you're trying something new and, and I put it off and I put it off and I was like, you know what? It's just time. It's time to start this. I have a passion for selling and I have a passion for coaching just as much as I do for selling. So I'm like, this is the year. So the course creation is probably going to take the majority of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's hard because there's so much information out there to think of, okay, how can I spin this a different way? How can I make it fun and interesting and, and engage with people when you're just going to be watching a screen. So I really wanted to be able to do, um, what I started this month, which was, um, coaching, um, Mm -hmm. for sellers. Um, and we have, um, I kind of let the the group decide what's going on it's a small group and I'm I, I've i got four people right now and I'm, I'm glad that it's four people because I didn't want to be inundated with okay I have this amazing group or it is an amazing group but I have this massive group and I have yeah you know I'm being pulled in 20 different directions anyway mm-hmm. so it's been awesome just to kind of see from from a student perspective like what they're interested in learning about um, so yeah, so it's a small group. I'm hoping to do this every month. I'm hoping that I can keep people on. Um, But yeah, that's kind of where everything's at. And I am just, it's just so exciting to be able to, to implement, to tell somebody, Hey, like this would be really great for your business and to see them Mm -hmm. implement it and to see it working. Like it's Mm -hmm. like anything else. Like I was a dance teacher for a long time and it was like that, that moment where there's a revelation when you, you've you been telling someone, do this, do this, do this, and then they finally get it. And that's like mm-hmm. the greatest thing in the world. So I, I'm feeling that way, you know, when it comes to this, and it's been really cool.
0: I think that's tremendous for um, multiple reasons. One, because where, last year, you were kind of coming out of corporate America and going into this. I had right?
2: a crappy, yeah, I had a job I hated. <laughs> Fair. Um, you know, um, I've always, uh, so I've been selling online for over 20 years. I started mm-hmm. when I was 19 and I think I might've talked about this on the last time, but I started just cause I needed money and yeah. my mom is an antique dealer and she had, she was like an OG eBay person. Like she, if you go on her account, she's been mm-hmm. on, in, um, eBay since like 1996 or whenever it Holy started. Crap. Um, yeah, that. exactly. Awesome. So. I knew, you know, I, I grew up with antiques. I grew up going to, um, auctions with her, all that fun stuff. And so I was just like, Hey, can you kind of show me how to throw something up on, on eBay? Cause I just wanted to make some money in between my freshman year of college.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right. And it started with the t-shirt, right? Yeah.
2: So I, yeah, I told you guys, I I sold this Eric Clapton t-shirt for a a buttload of money. And I was like, I'm in. And I like that yeah. it. it's cool. And the, and the finding it is the fun part. So I've been doing this, you know, it has always been a part of my life. And, it's you know, at some points it was just like, I need extra money. So let's find stuff around the house to sell mm-hmm. on eBay. <laughs> um, right. and, then, and then probably two and a half years ago, I went to Brimfield and I was just like, these are my people. And I have been dabbling my, I've been dipping my toe and it's time to just like really dive in. And that's actually when I started my Instagram account was after I went to Brimfield, And then that was just like even more so reinforcing, like these are my people. Why have I been denying myself? You know, basically my friends are my friends on Instagram. And it's because (laughs) we all share this crazy world of Mm -hmm. liking old people's shit, you know, (laughs)
1: like
2: (laughs) old old shit that people had. Um, So yeah, when, when the Rona hit, I got laid off like everybody, or I, you know, they closed, I was working at a hotel in DC and they closed down and it's like, all right, well now what and the ball had already been rolling in the direction of doing this more um in a professional manner in a more like all right this is my job kind of thing that it just made sense and it was Mm -hmm. just like when they asked me to go back I'm like no this is this is my gig now so
0: yeah well and I think you know to touch on what you said a little earlier was I think it's tremendous that you're doing this for a couple of reasons right I work in an industry that has some gatekeeping, right? There's things that nobody wants to say, or they don't want to do this, or they don't want to do that. And like your mother taught you, the only way people can achieve their own creative greatness is if there's somebody that's willing to help them up, to teach them this stuff and to just be like, hey, here's a couple hurdles I hit when I started doing this. If if I could help one person not like fuck somebody's haircut up, I'm going to do that and not feel bad about it. You know, or teach somebody like, hey, here's a trick I learned. And I think that is so commendable in people who have a business or have like skin in the game to go to turn around and go, here's what makes what I do successful. Yeah. Here are all of the things that I do. And I just think that that is. Well,
1: yeah, because I think that's a that's a main part. Like, I think we're getting away from the this is my thing, only my thing. Nobody else Mm -hmm. can have it because Mm -hmm. we're starting to realize that. There's a lot of stuff out there that needs to be sold, especially, I mean, Mm -hmm. I had a, we have a new nurse that started and she made the comment and I just, it kind of stuck with me. And she was, uh, we told her like, if you have any questions, you want to learn anything here, just ask, we love teaching you. And she just kind of looked at us. She's like, wait a minute. Isn't that Mm -hmm. your job security? I was like, no, this is my opportunity to take a vacation. That's what right. this is, what <laughs> I'm this is. Out
2: when I teach yeah. you this. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but
1: yeah, it's the same thing. It's like, we want to help those people. Mm-hmm. And, I and I think people coming in get so scared of asking questions mm-hmm. or yeah. rejection. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it's totally cheesy, but I really feel like we, we rise by lifting others. And I mm-hmm. think that there are a lot of people there's, there's two camps of people. I think there are a lot of people who want to help people and there are people who want to hoard information Mm -hmm. because they think that the only way to be successful is by doing so. Mm -hmm. And I swear, like every time I give away something for free, like quote unquote free in terms Mm -hmm. of advice or whatever it is, then something, I will learn something in that process. Like it's never just me giving away something. Like I'm always getting back from that.
1: So, right. Yeah, it's like you give a little, they give a little. It's like it's a partnership because yeah. then they specialize in something that you may not know and then they're like, "Hey, here's a tip for you." And it's like yeah. you're just continually mm-hmm. helping each other.
0: And I mean, and I think not,
2: we're not curing cancer here. Like
0: no, no, we're I, I'm not.
2: selling old people, you know, old stuff, <laughs> you know. I'm not splitting the atom. I'm not curing cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, it is my job, but there's also, so, I think, like for me too, especially because it's a very female dominated industry, that I think there's like, I, it feels so empowering to be able to say to someone, like, you know, this could be your gateway to either getting out of a job you hate or it's just Mm -hmm. fun. It's something that you get to do that you don't dread every day. Or it's like, or it's community. How many, how many of us have made friends through the Instagram community of people who just Mm -hmm. like vintage stuff, you know, like there's so many things that are so positive about it um, Mm -hmm. that have been just amazing. It's like community, community is what I see all the time.
0: Mm. Yeah. Like community over competition all day. And it's so all day long. I mean, I
2: do feel like there are some people like every industry who, like I said, mm-hmm. hoard information, but for the majority, it's like amazing to see how free people are with their time and their resources and really wanting to help other people. And I think that yeah. that's what it's about for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And the, the cornerstone of any career that you choose, whether it is a you know blue collar job, white collar job, hobby job, creative job. The most important thing that will make you successful is your passion behind your creativity. If you go into something because you see it being lucrative and you have no passion for it, you you're are going tank. to be miserable and yeah, it's going to be the tank. Yeah. It's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I always tell when we have hairdressers that come in shadow that are in beauty school or they're in high school and they're coming in to kind of see what it's like in the salon. I am very honest about this career and very honest Damn. about. I'm like, it looks really fun from the outside. It looks like I just make people beautiful all day, and I do. But, but <laughs> you're also on your feet for 40-plus hours a week. Oh, you yeah. don't get a lunch break. You don't have health care. People are going to be assholes. And in the beginning, you just deal with it because you're trying to pay your bills.
2: Uh, same with this. You know, I mean, there's yeah. so much... I. I I've, I think I saw somebody do a reel, but I think about it every time I go like thrifting or whatever w- to do a reel to be like what people think I do, and it's like
0: mm-hmm. you yes.
2: know happy go lucky with the cart. Oh, I found something awesome. Oh, I'm selling this on eBay right away for ten thousand dollars. Versus what I really do is I clean, <laughs> I clean a lot. Mm-hmm. I spend hours shipping. I spend hours researching things. I spend hours taking photographs. You know, there's such a I do think that's one of the kind of drawbacks of Instagram is like seeing, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, somebody found this awesome Potosi Mm -hmm. for $5 at the, at the thrift store. And so that's gotten so many people wanting to do this as a job versus Mm -hmm. the reality of you have no idea how many, like I said, I worked 50 hours last week. You have no idea like the ins and outs of what it's. And that's why I show on my Instagram, I'll be like, here's what my living room looks like. It's covered in crap. I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in my pajamas and I've been shipping for six hours mm-hmm. <laughs> versus the really fun estate sale finds or, you know.
0: Yeah. Or like, you know, I'll see TikToks or reels or whatever. Somebody will be posting, you know, like a shot of a shelf and then they'll pan up and there'll be an Empoli like bottle yeah. or Catherine yes. Home or, yeah. and I see it has, you know, hundreds of thousands of views. I'm like, if you truly knew how rare. Right. Well, and then was I always to find get to that.
1: thinking too, Is like, did you plant that there? And then right. it's like, oh, look what mm-hmm. I found. Because if you notice on some of them, they'll hold items, look at the price tag. Yep. And then they pull that one item that they found, but they mm-hmm. never show the price tag. And I'm like, you totally planted
0: that. Like, that was in your just, bag. Yeah. <laughs> you've already had yeah. that. Yeah. And, let's, and it, let's talk about that like smoke screen, right?
2: It's totally what you said though, where like, when I see those videos and there are a couple accounts where I'm like, you are either the luckiest damn person, like how go to your, or you live in like the mid-century Mecca of where somebody's getting rid of this crap every day at their thrift store. Cause like, like you said, I can't tell you how many hours it takes me if I'm just thrifting versus like Mm -hmm. going to an estate sale or auction, you know, I I use a ton of different ways to get my inventory, but Mm -hmm. if I'm just going to the thrift store, I can tell you too, and I have a, I don't know if you guys have it. Maybe we should talk about this too. It's good. Totally off topic, but I have a,
0: okay.
2: lust, a lust list of okay. things I want to find in the wild. And Ooh. Catherine Holm is on mine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you guys saw like uh, last year, this lady kept getting Catherine Holm. She would get, and I would see her at the same place I go. And I would see Catherine Holm in her cart. And I was, and every time my heart just like grew, mm-hmm. you know, in reverse um, <laughs> <laughs> it shrunk in, you know, but to see that, to see those videos of people that are constantly finding stuff, it's like, you have no idea how many hundreds of hours I have looked for stuff like that. And I'm never, I've never found it. And I know what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. It's not like I'm, yes. you know? Yes.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I,
2: so, so my lust, we should talk. If you guys can think of your lust list, that's at, Catherine Holm is on, like to find in the wild. I've always wanted to find Catherine Holm in the wild and never. Yeah.
1: Had.
0: Yeah. One well, and I always, list. yeah. I always have like, I, you know, believe in like willing things to find me. Oh, right? Yeah.
2: So I have like, a, I've got a vision board for all this crap I want to find. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I have like in my phone on my notes app, if I learn about something cool or I see something that I know I cannot, I'm cheap. I cannot afford to pay eBay prices for like Holt Howard or Me blow either. molds or Halloween stuff. Tell so them. I am always looking for Holt Howard glass, like glass that's really cool. Brass that like things that I know I could not afford had I Go purchased on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of like my less list starts on like, like taxidermy. And like, if yes. I found a jackalope at a thrift store, I would pass out. <laughs> I would pass
2: out. See that I found one last year and I left it.
0: <gasps> I know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I posted it and I did a yay or nay, and some oh God. and I so many people were like, "That's disgusting! Don't get it." And I was like, "Okay," and it's hard to sell taxidermy, so that's why I left it. Like, there's yeah, that's really tricky selling it, so that's mm-hmm. why I left it. And I immediately I regretted it immediately. You would have killed oh. me if you saw it.
0: <laughs> that I literally got like my belly's like oh no, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> oh no!
2: It came so- up. I'll just it came up in my time hop from the other day, so it must have been last year. <laughs>
0: Man, I have regrets like that. I have stuff that makes me still sick that I left behind because I didn't think it was anything. And then we'd have somebody on the show that was like, oh, this is. And I'm like, fuck. I I think about
2: the thousands of dollars I've left on shelves. Like, especially because glass has never really been on my radar until the past year and a half. And I'm like, I know I've walked by, you know. $400, you know, genie bottles or whatever, you know, Mm because I just never, it never really appealed to me. I was never into glass. My mom wasn't either. So it wasn't on my radar. And now I'm thinking back on all of the shelves and swung vases I walked by and.
1: Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. The swung vases I have walked by way more than I'd like to admit to. And I'm just like,
0: yeah, damn it. (laughs) My biggest of like, I wanted to be so happy for this person, but I was so pissed was (laughs) She, she followed behind me, right? Like I have a path I go through in the thrift store. I yeah, do yeah. the same one every time. And I had gone by the vases and like looked for green glass. I always look for uranium glass cause it's fun. And I had my light and I was looking and then I'm standing in line and I look behind me and I hear that a familiar click of a blacklight flashlight. And I went, no. and I look behind me and she has like a 12 to 16 inch swung uranium vase And in my head, I'm like, she's one of me. And so I like pulled my flashlight out and she pulled hers out. Like it was like a Wild West duel. And I was just like, like, chambers came out. (laughs) And I was like, so happy. But I was also like, damn it. Tension, Samantha. You stupid bitch. You missed it. You missed it. So there's those things. But let's talk a little bit about like if somebody is like seeing this happen on Instagram, right. And they're like, I have collected, I have stuff. I know kind of what to look for. Where, where does somebody start in reselling? Like what's their first steps in thinking that this is something they want to do?
2: Um, I think the first thing, you know, is you want to like anything else you want to test the market. So you want Mm. to see if the product you have is something that's desirable, which you know, it's it's just like any other business. You can't mm-hmm. sell what people aren't interested in buying. So I always do. My process is really simple. I mean, I obviously have a certain thing that I'm looking for. Um, I have really changed what I've been selling just because in the beginning, too. You know, you're really tempted to buy everything that's vintage. Mm-hmm. If your desire oh, yeah. is to sell vintage. You. It's really easy to just go into the thrift store. If anything looks remotely old throw it all in a cart and then trying it rolling. And Mm -hmm. there's certain success that can come from that, but it's not sustainable long-term because I think you really have to know what you're selling. And I think you have to really like what you're selling because Mm -hmm. if I don't like what I'm selling, it's going to sit because I have no desire to list it. I have no desire to, Mm -hmm. to put it up. So that's the first thing I would say is, see if there's a market for it. So I would go on eBay. I would, you know, do a reverse comp, do a reverse um search to see, you know, mm-hmm. type in okay, um swung Viking swung base. So mm-hmm. you type in Viking Swung Vase, you would go to sold, you would go to see like how I kind of do both. I see like what was because you can search by um by date of date sold. So you can oh, yeah. okay, this sold last week or yesterday, mm-hmm. or you can do highest price, which is going to take you back a couple of months. Um, so you and I kind of use that as my barometer. All right, is there any you know what can I get for this, and what is the um, is there any interest in what I'm trying to sell right now? Mm. I think if you are picking a platform, I sell on everything basically. Um, Mm. and there's pluses and minuses to that too. But I think, you know, eBay has been around for forever. It's a really safe site to sell on if you're kind of, you know, want to dip your toe. Um, but also things like Mercari are really popular. That's good. every time I turn on the TV, there's a there's an ad from Arcari. So, you know, yeah. they obviously mm-hmm. are putting money into advertise me.
0: Advertising- I just saw a bunch on TikTok too. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. like something
2: like that that's newer, it's still getting um it's getting buzz and it's and it's attracting younger people to the site. Mm-hmm. So that's a good site too. I sell the most probably outside of Instagram. I sell on Marketplace, which I absolutely love. I know a lot of people aren't Facebook people, but it's mm-hmm. just where people are. It's like Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, it's where where do you, where do people spend most of their time when they're on their phone? They're on Instagram and they're on Facebook.
0: I really like Facebook Marketplace coming from the point of if you don't know a lot about how to ship something or you don't know, like you don't have a label printer, you don't know how to do all that, right? You don't have a shipping system set up. Facebook is really great. at if you know the weight and dimensions, Yeah. Facebook has a thing set up where they set up, they have something with the United States Postal Service and the shipping weight is like uh, averaged, right? right? So it's like, here's what this is to ship this. And you don't really have to worry about it. And you don't have to communicate with the person buying mm-hmm. from you. I, had, I sold a pair of Carhartt overalls that I found at the Goodwill last week. I put them up. I took uh, okay pictures, right? I didn't go crazy. And I just put like, here's the size. Here's the website size guide. Here's It's obviously been used. There's some signs of wear. Here's what it is. And then you can set an offer price on yeah. Facebook. And I woke up like two days later to this is sold. And then it gave me all their information and I sent it off on my yeah. way.
2: I love marketplace if I get so many questions of people asking me like what's the best site to sell on and best is relative to you know anything but I think Mm -hmm. for the user friendliness of marketplace that's what I if I usually tell people like if you're already on Etsy and you're already on eBay or one of those things, and you want to add another site I would add marketplace. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are, they're just constantly expanding. They're still new in terms of like, they just started last year adding the shipping option. So there's, they're still working out the kinks. It's like everything else. But I feel like that platform is just, it's my moneymaker too. Again, you're, you get the most eyes on stuff. Mm People are on Facebook all damn day. (laughs) So.
0: Well, and would you say based on the item you're selling and its demographic, it would do better on different platforms? Like, Facebook yeah. marketplace has obviously people that are 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, where Mercari is probably going to have younger, 19, 20, yeah. 25 year olds.
2: Absolutely. And then, so I, 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 tried to be a little bit creative about, so when I post something, I posted to everywhere, but I tried to be creative last year about like, okay, I'm not going to put it on here. Cause I don't think that's the market for it. And it ended up biting me in the butt, and I stood mm. cause oh, I just, you, you, you can guess as to where people are, but no. like you have no idea. You know, no. I put something on eBay last week that was like a little pottery piece that I was like, oh I'm sure this is gonna sell on Etsy because of it being more crafty and kind of you know whatever it sold on eBay, you know, immediately. And I'm like, what? Wow. How in the like there's no rhyme or reason to to like anything. So you can't I mean- really Gauge. That's why I sell on all of them. Mm-hmm. But um, the other thing I was gonna say, like, so if so if you're starting from that that of okay, let me see if there's a market for what I have to sell. Um, I would say kind of be creative in if if you want to list on a bunch of different sites. I would try that, but also try different prices too, because there is some weird psychology when it comes to pricing that you can see something for $5 and if somebody has it for 25 and it's the same thing there will be certain people that want it for they want the best buy so they're going to spend mm-hmm. $5 and there are certain people who the psychology says okay it's priced higher so it must be worth more or is better and they mm-hmm. will buy the higher price thing so I think it's important to like p- play around with your pricing because sometimes you think, okay, I'm going to be selling this quicker because I put $5 on it mm-hmm. where somebody's like, Oh, it's must be an inferior product. If you're listing it for five and someone else is yeah. listing it for 25, if that makes we sense.
0: We have experienced that. Yeah. I have experienced that. I will put something up that is, you know, in great shape. We look for you know, chips and cracks or whatever depending on what it is and, you know, turn it back around into and our. You know, our people know the way we sell vintage, but somebody that's coming across it and being like, why is this Pyrex bowl only $6? Yeah. It must be garbage.
2: Exactly. And yeah. It's mm-hmm. interesting.
0: And even just as a consumer, right? What our brains do, you know? Oh, yeah. It, like Shopco was really good at it. They would go, you'd go in and there'd be shirts on sale and it'd be $12 and it'd be like originally thirty nine ninety nine, And they would just, and you'd be like, oh, this is such a good deal if it was yeah. $12 and now it's this. Yeah. It's interesting.
2: Yeah. So I think that that's important is just like, and you'll find out really quickly, you know, there's, there's, I mean, this could be like a five hour talk about, about <laughs> getting into this, but like you'll find out quickly what's selling, but also the the thing with like Etsy, eBay, Mercari, they've also become almost like social media sites
0: mm-hmm. and they're
2: very, they have an algorithm of their own as well. So the biggest thing for me and that I've been telling, you know, um, people in my coaching group Is that consistency is key when it comes to this. Like even if you list one thing a day, the more consistent you are with these platforms, it's like they want your attention, it's like you're you're giving them the attention they want. And so they're rewarding you for using their site, basically. Mm -hmm. So the Mm -hmm. more attention that you give it, it's like, oh, sweet, we're gonna put you back into the the algorithm. We're gonna get you back in the loop. So it's really important to just even if you can list one thing a day, that's gonna help you with all of your with all of your stuff that you're listing.
0: Um and, it's and sh- yeah that applies to like even just social media, oh, right? Yeah. Instagram loves it when you loot, yeah, use all their features, and then yeah. you interact and you do all these things and say you know, anything they want people to stay on the app, and they want you to stay on the yeah, app.
2: Exactly, and that's the mm-hmm. same way when you're listing. Um, and I think the other thing too about if you are interested in getting into reselling is really knowing the process beginning to end, and that's not knowing it like you're going to be an expert at it. Just knowing what goes into it, I think, is one of the things that people kind of gloss over. Like I said, they see the person finding the cool thing on instagram and they don't see the process that it takes then to sell Mm -hmm. that item
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: so i think that's one of the biggest things that i would tell anyone is that understand like when you buy the item is not the day that you get paid for the item you know like oh that's that's important
0: That's say that again that is
2: it doesn't matter it's like the same i love I, i say this to um To to The day that you plant the seed isn't the day you get the harvest, you know, Mm -hmm. the day you find that really cool slung base at the thrift store isn't the day somebody hands you 200 bucks for it. So Mm -hmm. really understanding the process from, okay, I bought this item. First of all, do I even know how to ship it? You know, do I know what it's going to take for me Mm -hmm. to get this money? Do Mm -hmm. I know how how to clean it? You know, so many things have been ruined because people don't know how to clean them properly. So do you know how to clean it? Do you know where you're gonna take um, your pictures? Do you have good lighting? You know, do you, do you even care about good pictures? Do you understand that that's part of selling it? Um, do you know how to interact with people when they ask you 5 million questions? Because they will, even if you put the damn height of that vase in the description, <laughs> somebody will message you and say, how tall,
0: how tall is this, is
2: this <laughs> you know, how do you, are you comfortable interacting with people who have dumb mm-hmm. questions for you? Because they will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you have shipping supplies that you need? Do you even understand how to ship something that's glass? There's like so many things that I would mm-hmm. say. Like once you get the bug in your butt, okay, I'm going to start selling. Like, do you really understand from start to finish how that's going to put money in your pocket?
0: Yeah, research, research, research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, research the stuff you're getting. Research like all the things you said. Looking it up, seeing how it, search hashtags on Instagram and yeah. see how people are selling it. You know,
2: and there's yeah. and there's a problem too not a problem with Instagram, but one of the things, um, and I talked about this on mistakes were made is not understanding what sells for you because what sells for me, isn't what sells for you. Mm-hmm. or somebody else and because we all have a different pool that we swim in and we all have mm-hmm. a different pool that we're catering to. And the people who swim in my pool might not swim in your pool, you know? Right. So what I can see somebody selling something for crazy money on Instagram. And I'm like, I have one of those in my booth that's been sitting for, you know, and I have a way you know lower ticket price or whatever the case is. Just understanding, you know, just because you saw like I use the example of those um those baby peacock chairs. Like uh-huh. I went through the phase where I was snatching those up because I saw people spending stupid money on them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, I don't even really like them. I mean, nothing against them. It's just not my style, but B they're not selling for me who they're selling for other people, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's hard to, it, in, in that vein too, because of Instagram and because there are so many people selling on Instagram, so many things are getting saturated where back in the day you could have thought, okay, that's a hard to come by item. And now you're seeing 50 Mm -hmm. of them and people are selling them Mm
0: -hmm. all the time,
2: you know? Mm -hmm.
0: And that's, you know, that's a great way to circle back to that point we made about people showing like, I found this Catherine Humboldt or like somebody posted this video the other day of this hideous candlestick, right? That's sold (laughs) for like $50, right? Yeah. And it was, they picked it up. And the sticker, of course, Goodwill and other places are notorious for covering what oh, it yeah, is, right? Yeah. With this, the price they sticker. do that on purpose. They, oh, 100%. Do it just to somebody. Off. Oh, mine is mm-hmm. when they wrap it with packing tape. Oh, yeah. God, I hate that stuff. So yeah, much. I've lost so much paint because of that. Yeah, exactly. I've had to, and, you know, the thing is, is like this the person that has hundreds of thousands of followers and is a reseller is doing very smart market branding behind the scenes when they're listing things of using keywords, having SEO come into play for them, knowing the market of where they're going to put these rare items because that's what they do for a living. If you walk in and you see that same hideous vase and you list it, you are not going to sell it for what that person sold it for because that person also has traffic of people following their sell Mm -hmm. pages for stuff because they're seeing this person pick and uh, it's yeah. a whole thing, right? It's it a whole is, thing. But I,
2: I will say on the back. Side of, like if you're, if you're interested, cause I have a lot of people who ask me like, how can I sell on Instagram? Mm-hmm. If you're interested in selling on Instagram, you don't necessarily need a thousand followers. You need five followers who love what your brand is. So it's because people always equate like followers with, you know, how well you sell. I've never sold out of any of my sales, never. And I will Mm -hmm. see somebody with, you know, 400 followers who's like that drop sold out in five minutes. It's awesome. And that's Mm -hmm. great because what they've done is that they've dialed into exactly what their brand is, what they're selling and what the person, what their customers are looking for you know, yeah. which is kind of hard, like, like for me, I'm kind of all over the place. So I feel like after Christmas, I've got, you know, if I get new followers during Christmas, cause I'm showing kitschy and I'm mm-hmm. showing all of my collections, I'm like, you guys, yeah, I don't know if you're in for what's the, what it's like yeah. the other 10 months out of the year, because, because <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not like that at all. So it's <laughs> really, it's really hard. It's really hard um, if you're trying to sell on Instagram um, to kind of either dial in into what you're the person who is seeing mm-hmm. your content is looking for,
0: mm-hmm. and you won't figure it out right off the bat. No, like you, you'll have a rough idea, right? Like from this, like the mothball prophecy is a great example. We knew where we wanted the show to be when we first started, and then that just shifted and yeah. morphed, and then we, and then it revealed itself, and we went, okay, let's live, let's live here. This is this is yeah. where we found
1: mm-hmm.
0: our stuff. But I am the type of person that's like, it's got to be perfect before I do anything, and I had to crumple that up and throw it out the you window. Have to,
2: with any business, and it's literally, especially when you're dealing with something that has a social media component, because mm-hmm. it'll never make sense to you. It will mm-hmm. never make sense that you will spend your tail on something and trying to make it perfect, like a picture mm-hmm. or a podcast or whatever, and nobody hears it it falls on deaf ears nobody sees it and then you could like literally like for me I think I take a picture of literally what's in my cart and it will go crazy like who Mm -hmm. the hell cares about what's in my cart but somebody does (laughs) and it gets like put back in the you know Mm -hmm. wave of the algorithm and it just it'll never make sense it'll never make sense and so you have to just let that go and let be what you're really passionate about, whether it's art, whether it's, you know, making a podcast, whatever it is mm-hmm. that has to drive it. Because if you're looking for social media and putting like a formula into it, it'll never make sense. And it'll just drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's not, I, and that's yeah. not what you want. That's not the, that's not the end game. So
0: yeah. And one of the things I did early on, right, I would check like my insights and see like, well, where is this doing? What is yeah. it? Blah 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 blah. And I now it's like maybe once a month I'll kind of glance at everything, but I don't base it off of like if I you know people saw this or this had this many views or this had this many likes. I go off of the uh, content and the worth it's creating with the engagement I'm getting personally, not in the numbers exactly. You, know, and that's that's the what is important. To me. Right. So with your course that you started, well, you're starting, but let's talk about this Facebook. Like if there's anybody that wants to be a part of it, like what are you encouraging people to do if they want to resell?
2: Yeah. So I um so I started one of the biggest things that I that I when I took this on full time, that I realized that coaching um and helping other resellers was integral to how I felt about what I was doing. Um and so I you know, toyed with, toyed with it. And I totally had imposter syndrome and I was like, oh, there's other people doing it. But it was, it had been in my business model, you know, like from the jump. And I'm like, you know what? It's just time. It's time to take a leap. And if anybody comes with me, I hope that they'll stick around. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, um, I started a coaching group this month. Um, it's fantastic. It's, we all have different goals. We all have different, um, platforms that we're selling on. We all have, you know, I'm the only one that's full-time. There's some people doing it part-time. There's some people who want to, you know, kind of dive into it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's great because bouncing ideas off of other people, getting other people's questions is for me always one of the best ways to learn. So um, if you're interested in joining that, I would love to have you. Um, We have a private Facebook group. I'm doing live calls during the week. I'm doing video tutorials during the week um, based on what people are looking at, or interested in doing. So like this past week I did taxes, um, that is oh, not, goodness. not super sexy, uh, so smart, but, but,
1: important. but,
2: um, but totally necessary. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. And it's just fantastic. And it's something, you know, I'm hoping to have a course created by the end of the year. And I'm also where I forgot to mention this, but the other thing that like, you always think about, like, I think about, okay, what do I need? That's not on the market. And there are some out there, but there was nothing like really truly, for vintage resellers so i've been working on a planner that'll be a quarterly planner um that i'm hoping Maybe. will fill that you know void that i don't have of yeah. you know of being able to have you know your day broken down your week broken down a place for you to be able to you know jot down sales a place for you to mm. have your own listing challenges with yourself all those kinds of things that i just there's there's a couple planners and they're good but they just there's things that are missing that i think are really important um, that I think that people would be interested in having. So that's a kind of in the docket. I'm hoping to have that by the middle of the year. So,
0: oh, this bitch loves a notebook and a planner. So I'm <laughs> all over that. I know. I am.
2: And I, I did like I said, for me, the the success that i see when it comes to sales and numbers happens when i'm planning my day when i'm being realistic about what i'm really mm. putting the effort into and like i think that when you see that like that's what i want to do for for other people too is to be able to see how much time am i spending doing this what is what am i wasting time on you know to really get those things in front of you so that mm. you can break it down you can hone in and you can make the most of and you can make the most money using your time, you know? Yeah. Mm.
0: There's one that I got, uh, b- it, okay. I bought it before the pandemic started. And then after the pandemic, I did not use it again because I was pissed. I was just pissed about taking <laughs> Look at all these empty days. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, it's a hairdresser one that we all like almost everybody I work with gets when it's on Etsy and you can like kind of customize it, but oh. it's just a daily, like, here's your time. How much money did you make? What did you make? Cash checks, tips, yeah, And then like supply house stuff. And it's very rudimentary, but it's perfect for a hairdresser. Cause like right. I own my own business. I'm booth rental. I'm not commissioned. I don't have to factor any of that into it. I just need to know like, okay, how much cash did I make today? Because <laughs> I went to Starbucks and then lunch right. and then all of these places and
2: bought gas and
0: Yeah, you know, and that was, you know, when I went to beauty school, nobody taught us how to do taxes, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, It was never really talked about. So when I had my first accountant at 19, and he was like, well, how, like, how far do you live from the supply house? And like, what was your mileage? And I was like, what? And he's like, did you buy shoes? Or did you buy this? And I was like, what? And now I'm like, I do need those Crocs as a business write-off for work. I do. I do <laughs> I, need those, Doc Martens. And
2: you're, I think, um, you know, obviously, I don't know if you've seen, like, the cutoff is being changed this year. So if you make more than $600, you're going to be sent something from eBay, Etsy, whatever, where mm-hmm. it used to be $20,000. So I think yeah. two, two parts are going to happen. You know, that we don't talk enough about the business part of this business, yep. um, which is something, you know, I'm I'm trying to do as well. Um, but I think it's going to kind of thin the market that that big push that we saw when people were like okay I can sell stuff around my house Mm -hmm. because I'm stuck at home Mm -hmm. I think it's going to start thinning that because people are going to be like oh wow I got to pay taxes on this stuff and (laughs) I'm out you know
0: (laughs) right yeah because that's the thing right I mean it's there was a a yard sales and all those things whatever you're doing is quote unquote hobby income right the IRS doesn't give a shit if it's hobby income they just want to tax you on it yeah Yeah. and self-employment Tax is insane. Yeah. So, so I think
2: that's going to really change things this mm-hmm. year for sellers and, and for the market too. Yeah. Um, which yeah. again is like, you know, when you're talking about getting into something, cause you see somebody selling it and it seems fun. Um, there's a real business aspect to this of being yeah. a business. And I think like anything else, if you're not passionate about, you know, what you're selling, like you're just not going to sell it it's not going to happen. And for me, like I went through some old inventory and I'm like, this just isn't what I'm interested in selling. And I just got rid of it because I know for me, if I'm not interested in selling it, if I'm not interested in seeing it in your home or, you know, whatever, or have a connection with it, like I have zero desire to go through the effort of taking a picture of it, of writing a description about it, of thinking about how to pack it, like it's not going to happen. So I think, Mm -hmm. The other advice that I would give to resellers is like, don't just, I mean, you can, I mean, you can, you can run your business however you want. If Mm -hmm. you want to just go find stuff that is, has a great markup on eBay, go for it. I mean, we all do that. We all want to know like, okay, how much am I going to get if I sell this? That's Mm -hmm. a part of this business. It just is. But if you're not, I mean, and you can go and that can be how you run your whole business. You can Mm -hmm. just be like a wholesaler, you know? turning and burning. But you're going to find so much more joy and you're going to find so much more um push to get, you know, to do this more and more if you're really passionate about what you're picking up and not just okay. because you saw somebody else sell it or you yeah. saw that it had a great comp, you know.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I think that's the the perfect advice. And I echo that to anybody it's in a creative career, right? Yeah. Like there are things I do not do behind the chair because it does not light my soul on fire, yeah. you know? And I just thinned them out. I I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing yeah. that.
2: If it, because, blow, if it doesn't blow up your skirt, like how yeah. are you going to do it day in and day out? You're not, yeah. you're going to get, and you're your never yeah. out. Yeah.
0: yeah. And you're never going to enjoy that money. You're just going to be like, no. Oh fuck. I have this today.
2: Yeah, right. exactly. And that's one of the, I mean, you know what it is to be self-employed. Like if it is, you you play 12 different roles all day, every day. Like I was talking to someone the other day and she goes, do you ever sleep? I'm like, no, I wake (laughs) up at two in the morning and I'm checking my phone to make sure something didn't sell on Etsy that I have to take off eBay, you know, like, or I'm answering a dumb question that somebody messaged me about that's in the damn description, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it is if you're, and so if you're not committed to what you're doing, like in anything, and if you're not, it doesn't, you know, blow your skirt up, you're going to get so burnt out so much more quickly.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. And if I've learned anything in the past two years with this pandemic, it is to just do shit that makes you happy and make it work. Exactly. Just do what you want to do. Obviously within reason people don't be crazy, (laughs) but you know, like
2: yourself or others, but you know,
0: yeah. Set the boundaries you want to set, make the career you want to make and just fucking do it. Just do it. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So if you, so if you think like, Hey, I think I want to get into this, like you said, just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Just try like, what's yeah. the worst that's going to happen? If you are, if you're passionate about this, if you want to see if you can make a go of it, just do it. Just put, mm-hmm. put that, start that listing. Just do it yeah. today. Like if you're listening to this and you're thinking about, you have a, a I, some people call them death piles, but we'll call them money piles. If you have mm-hmm. a money pile and you're looking at it and you're thinking, can I do this? Just do it. Do mm-hmm. it. And you'll find out. And, the and if
0: you is- have questions, reach out. Exactly.
2: Um, yeah. of course that's going to happen is you don't sell it. And then what? Yeah. You keep it or you donate it. You know, like yeah. mm-hmm. there's nothing th- like, again, we're not, we're not curing cancer here.
1: No. And <laughs> also know you're going to make mistakes along the way. Yeah. You just have to mm-hmm. learn from those mistakes. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I was, I was talking to someone the other day, the first eBay account or the first, yeah, the first eBay account, I had to deactivate it because I got such bad reviews oh. because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sh- I have no problems sharing this. Um, I love
0: that you're sharing that. <laughs>
2: because. I was so lazy when it came to shipping and so lazy when it came to descriptions that people Mm -hmm. were getting stuff that had stains that I didn't disclose. Um, And that's why this, one of the things that I talk about on the mistakes were made is, you know, basically lying to the, to the customer, which is terrible. Mm -hmm. And I would never do that now. Um, This was me when I was 19. So I Mm have, you know, I'm, I'm turning 41. So I have learned a few things and I would never try and um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. not tell somebody what something was, but I'm sure you guys have seen them. They're the massive, massive pollen mold, um, like Santa and Mrs. They're like huge. Uh
1: Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. The
2: ceramic ones, this bitch (laughs) put like one piece of bubble wrap around one and just put, threw it in a box and thought it was gonna go across the country.
1: You know, know. at 19, you <laughs> would think that. I know. Mm-hmm.
2: I was just like, and my, I remember my mom being mortified. She's like, Man, never gonna make it. That box is not it. And sure mm-hmm. enough, it's- <laughs> and I got, yeah. so I was constantly doing that and just trying, I would like send a box off, just like, hold my breath to wait here. And I got such bad reviews that I was like, I can't have this be my account anymore.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, you, You're just like, whatever. Like, and I like, because I'm, I have seen these happen. Right. I am. If, if you ever get glassware for me, I apologize for the amount of shipping material you receive. Right. right now. But well, it gives me a fucking ulcer. That's until why it arrives I will sell glassware. I'll
1: see glassware that I'm like, oh, I know this person would love this, but I'm like, no, I don't mm-hmm. want the ulcer yeah. it will yep. give me to send that.
2: Ship it. And yeah. I will. I, that's probably one of the first thing I going back to like advice that I would give people that are interested in this. And I talked about this in a in a mistakes Are made too. Is if you don't feel comfortable shipping something, or if you look at something and you're like, I don't want to ship that, don't buy it. Do not buy it because Mm -hmm. you will have, if you're selling on these platforms, unless you're doing Facebook marketplace, Mm -hmm. you will not, you won't list it because you'll be afraid to ship it. Mm -hmm. Like I I keep myself for some of like, I I love big paintings. I love them. Clearly I have a giant one behind (laughs) my head, but I buy Mm -hmm. them to sell. And then there is zero desire. I will not ship this big ass painting that I just bought, you know? Mm -hmm. So don't do that to yourself. Don't buy something that you don't feel comfortable shipping or just know you won't ship.
0: No, I bought a, uh, like, instant collection of swung vases. I scored seven pieces of swung vases from the 30-inch to the 16-inch for $45. Stop. And I... Literally was like just driving them to my house. Like one's in a car seat. I brought a friend with me. like, And I just said, I was like, I'll never fucking sell these unless somebody local picks them up. I will never ship this 30 inch swung vase.
2: And if you saw the way there's some, there's some great videos about what really goes on. I love, you know, I do it too. I put fragile stickers on stuff, but I Mm -hmm. almost feel like if you do that, it's an invitation for somebody to drop, kick your box, like off the loading dock. Mm -hmm. So if you saw how these boxes are treated once they leave your possession, You also think twice about, about selling glass. And I'm not trying to tell anyone don't sell glass, just really know how to ship it.
0: I always imagine as a box is leaving my possession that my toddler is taking it to its destination. Yes. And I shake it before it leaves and I roll it on the floor and I listen. And then I'm like, Godspeed. Yep. Love you. Have a great time. <laughs> Hope you get there in one piece, friends. Peace. All right. So where do all of our listeners find you in person online and your course or your, excuse me, Facebook page?
2: So, and I feel terrible because I think the last time I was on here was telling you that I was launching my website and it still hasn't been launched.
0: You know, doesn't matter. Because,
2: know. <laughs> but because of that, because I'm telling you this now, I put a date in my calendar and February 1st, oh. that month come hell or high watermelon that damn website is going to be up (laughs) so
0: so proud so i'm hell or high watermelon i love that
2: (laughs) so the website will be live because i want to be able to um there's so many i want to be able to sell on my own website um especially Mm -hmm. with all the that instagram and facebook keeps having i i feel better i want to be able to have um an uh email um weekly email as well. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that'll all get together. And then I want to be able to start blogging again. So I'll be hopefully sharing, you know, I'd love to do some cooking on some vintage, uh, plates or like things like that. But mm-hmm. I also want to be able to share, um, tips and tricks with other resellers. So that's kind of good. Hopefully be, you know, the main portal that you'll be able to do all that. And that'll be goodsresurrected.com. So that'll be easy. I'm most on Instagram, which you can tell from (laughs) us talking about Instagram all the time. Um, Goods Resurrected on there as well. Um, And then the Facebook group is private, but you can just message me if you're interested to join. And I would love to have you. um, Like I said, it's tailored to whatever the, the needs of the group are. So whatever it is, obviously I sell on all the platforms so I can give you advice on all of those. Um, and it's just a fun little community and I'm hoping that mm-hmm. we can keep it, keep it growing and keep it going. Um, yeah. and this is my favorite thing to do is chat about, you know, how to, how to make money doing this and, you know, and help. And honestly, true, like truly, like I said, the best part is seeing other people succeed because I know how much fun this industry can be. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm all in. So yeah, so those are the main places that you can find me.
0: I love it. That's awesome. I love it. Um, so now it's time for my
2: f- the my end of our friendship. Of
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I actually I went straight for nuts today. Ah, I was writing this last right. night, and I went. I have made a friendship with Megan. I have made a friendship with Jill. I'm going to be a dick today. I'm just going to end it <laughs> from the beginning. Uh, okay. Um, I, it could be toddler rage from yesterday being held <laughs> hostage. A child, I'll be sure to thank yeah. your toddler then for that. He'll say, Jill. And give you a high five, <laughs> all right. So, today's estate cell walkthrough takes. Oh, before I get into it, now I'm so excited for those of you that are new to the Mothball Prophecies. Every week on the show, we do an imaginary estate cell walkthrough. All of the scenarios are made up, but all of the items exist in real life. And I'm going to start posting the ones I use as inspiration yeah. after we record. So, they They are your favorite things. It is the best color you've ever seen is exactly what you're looking for, for your collection. If you think it's there, it's (laughs) there. The only catch is you got to find your own loopholes and you have to pick one of the items listed.
1: I don't like, sorry. I'm already, I already have a bad feeling.
0: Hashtag bad bitches.
1: can Can I tell
2: you that this is like how problematic that sourcing is, is that I haven't sourced all month. I'm trying to do a dry January.
0: And oh, so you oh. said
2: walk through an estate sale, and I literally felt my heart start pounding. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I like felt the quickening, you know, when you get that mm-hmm. that feeling before you're going into an estate sale. My mm-hmm, heart yeah. is faster. Like that's you're
0: welcome. What you're
2: welcome. <laughs> that's what an addiction this has become.
1: <laughs>
0: well, the fact yeah. that she's like I'm going all in. I was like, yeah, fuck, being a real dick. And we have two <laughs> interviews today, so sorry, Joe. This is why I'm glad you're. That's because you're separate. You're not here to threaten me in real life. <laughs> Okay. I still know so where to- you live. Just know that. Very true. <laughs> Very true. All right. So today's Estates I'll walk through takes place at the 127 yard yard sale. It is the world's longest garage sale, and the route spans six states Michigan, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama. I hate you. And it is 690 <laughs> miles long
2: of pure joy.
0: So don't drink too much or get your shiwi, your road snacks. <laughs> And some caffeine. All right. We're going. Our first stop is in the mitt. We're up in Michigan and we're being very picky. It's the first stop. We got a long way to go. On the first table is a Holt Howard starry-eyed Santa chip and dip. Or, or a Holt Howard winking Santa punch bowl and ladle. I I told
2: you. I I I told you. 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 I
0: hate you. Megan. I'm
2: immediately thinking about how much both of those cost on eBay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, for I, because I looked them up, the I know uh, the,
2: the last, starry the eyed is going crazy,
0: almost two thousand dollars. Yep. yep, and the punch bowl sold for almost two thousand dollars. Yep. That's
2: ridiculous. I think I'm gonna go punch bowl because I don't see them as often, and it's okay. harder to find the ladle too if it has the ladle. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm going punch bowl.
0: Okay, chill. I'm so scared to see her get a (laughs)
1: person. Ah, fuck. Um, mm, god damn it. I think I'm gonna go (laughs) Ah. I hate you.
0: (laughs) I think I'm gonna go with the punch bowl too. I am shocked by both of those choices. I'm going with the chip and dip because the face is so fucking stupid. It's so cute. All right. Okay. Next stop. We're zipping down to Kentucky, and we're going to stop into our friend's shop, Corkscrew Curiosities. They just opened their first brick and mortar this year, so we're stopping in. We choose between a German-made 1920s 12-panel collapsible Halloween lantern. Each Ooh. panel has a different scene. Or an antique German die-cut metal and crepe paper fireplace screen. Ooh. Both from the 20s, both German-made. Mm. What are you picking, Megan?
2: I got to go Halloween. I know how hard they are to find. Mm-hmm. I would probably like pee a little if I saw that in real life.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're going with the, the fireplace screen? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm
2: going, uh, I'm going with the lantern. Sorry.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Jilly?
1: <sighs> I think
0: I'm going to go with the fireplace
1: screen. That's a
0: good plan. It's gorgeous. And both of these things actually exist. They both sold on eBay, but
2: you're going to have, you're going to have to post pictures of all of these afterwards.
0: I will. Cause I, and I was like, I got to start doing that to see the shit that strikes my fancy. Yeah. Um, I am going to go with the, this was hard for me. Uh, Everybody knows I love Halloween. I was deciding to be a dick to myself also. Okay. (laughs) Um, the, I love the fireplace screen, but things like that are not safe in my house at all. That's true. I have I cats. Saying, I have a toddler. Take kind
2: of up more room, too, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, and so I mean, it would be fun to display, right, at yeah. Halloween. Yeah, but I would keep the lantern up year round. I have to go with the lantern. Like I would keep that up year round and put a cage around it. <laughs> Electrified. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Put an All right. electric fence around it. Literally, or just have a spray bottle for the cats and the kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last stop, we are in Alabama. And we're stopping at this gorgeous canvas canopied cover booth that is filled with art. Mm. Mm. (laughs) I quit. I'm done with this show forever. (laughs) We lost jail. Do you choose the modernist watercolor city scene or the surrealist portrait of a woman?
2: This is easy. You know, I'm going portrait. (laughs) I'm a sucker for a portrait. I can't ever, I can't ever leave them. If there's one I thing I can never leave behind, it's a portrait, even mm-hmm. bad ones.
0: Yeah,
1: same. I'm gonna <laughs> go watercolor.
0: No. <gasps> hmm
1: Yeah. I already regret it, but that's what I'm gonna go <laughs> with.
0: Uh, I'm also gonna go with the surrealist portrait because I also have started an affinity for portraits and have a whole wall coming down to the basement yep. of pictures. And I fa- actually, the one that inspired this is from my personal collection. I found a museum quality art print that is a surrealist painting of a woman with a really long neck oh, wow. and her head. And it was, it's so incredible.
2: I'm going to need a picture what, of that too.
0: I will. <laughs> I got to get it framed. Um, they're going to go in my bedroom and uh, yeah, but that was all, that's all the questions. That's all I'm That's doing enough.
1: <laughs> I don't think we could handle one more.
0: Now I'm
2: literally dreaming of that whole Howard Punch Bowl.
1: I know. Put it in the universe. No, I we'll want I know. both.
2: Put it on my lust list. That's what you, you guys go. Oh.
0: Have. Yeah, you I'm,
2: go. I'm gonna need both of you to give me your lust list after this.
0: Okay, I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna it have today to think about it because yeah. it changes all the time. I know. Yeah. I need. That's really what you want to find in the world.
2: Mm -hmm. that's what you want to come around the corner and go holy shit there it is
0: pass out okay mine would be uh, original labyrinth plush toys from the launch of the movie really oh i yeah it's just something that i will never find here like in the wild right like i'm never gonna if i had to pick like top tier if i would like if i found a ludo plush in the wild yeah dead dead Dead. (laughs) yeah literally my husband would be like, what happened? Well, she found this toy and she passed out. And yeah. then she died. That's wow. what I would put in your eulogy, too. <laughs> Please. Thank you. How did she die? Vintage. Oh, yeah.
2: Man, but what a way to go.
0: Yeah. What a way to go. <laughs> she died loving what she did. Now we're going to cover in uranium glass powder.
2: <laughs> and then at the end, someone shines a flashlight on yeah.
0: you. <laughs> when they find my body. Why is she glowing? I thought they got rid of uranium. Oh, my God. Well, Megan, we could have sat down for a hundred more hours to talk about this. I can't wait to do it again. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's totally happening. Thank you so Thank you guys so much.
2: much for having me. As always, this is like the best way to spend some time chatting.
0: We love it. Yeah. We love it so much. We absolutely loved being able to sit down with Megan of Goods Resurrected this week and to take a little bit of a different look at what it is to resell and to start that journey. Be sure to follow Megan on Instagram at Goods Resurrected and to find all of the information about her Facebook group, when she launches her website, and also all of the information that's going to be coming out about that course. I love the approach she's taking and all of the ways she is thinking about different... Um, Issues that arise when you are starting out on this journey. Um, I'm just so glad that we were able to get her on again. We loved having her on. If you want to listen to our other episode, it's episode 36, and we will have that linked on our website, themothballprophecies.com. There is no Curio Corner this week, uh, basically due to COVID. Uh, My daycare closed this week because of exposure, so I have been home all week with my son. Jill has been home all week, well, still working, but home um, because COVID is also going through her workplace. So it was just not in the cards this week with things kind of being up in the air and out of the norm. But we did want to thank everybody for another wonderful week at the Mothball Prophecies. We are so thrilled with the way the New Year is unfolding and the interviews that we have been able to do so far. We have some really great interviews coming to you soon. We would really love this week if you would share the show with your friends and followers to spread the word about a vintage podcast that exists, that is sharing helpful tips and sharing the stories behind all of these wonderful collections. If you could like and subscribe to whatever platform you listen on, the podcast overlords really like that. And we also love to see it. I was blown away this weekend by some of the nicest messages we received and some of the most heartfelt things that we have heard from people who listen to our podcast week after week and i have to tell you that it does not land on uh deaf ears. Jill and i both uh usually are moved to tears by it because it's so nice to know that it's appreciated and that y'all are loving it. And we love you. Um we look forward to seeing what you're getting, seeing what you're finding, what you're learning about, who you're meeting. It's really been an incredible journey so far, and we're so thankful to have all of you along with us. With that being said, we would like to thank our Patreon members. If you're interested in joining the Patreon and supporting the podcast, you can visit the link in our Instagram bio or on the mothballprophecies.com. We have a tier for everyone, and your support goes towards running the show. We have some new patrons to add to this week's thank you Katrina and Erica in Arizona. Gray in Colorado, Heather in the North Pole, Emily and Crystal in Nevada, Ruth in British Columbia, Ruby and Autumn in Ohio, Erin in Wisconsin, Melissa and RJ in Florida, Gina in South Carolina, Julia in Sweden, Jasmine in Kentucky, Kelly in Illinois, Kyla in Indiana, Victoria in Norway, Jessina, Kelly, Javier, Shanna, Mandy, and Riley in California, and we have Dina, Betty, Lisa, Aaron, T.C. Lionel, Melissa, Christina, Becky, and Ashley in Idaho. A huge thank you to our wonderful team behind the scenes. Gray for making us sound like we know what we're doing week after week. And to Spellcheck for writing the words that we simply just think of and you make us look so good on paper. As always, we hope you find some good shit. And we hope you remember to look under the tables. Bye.